Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousengine.org or contact us at info at lighthousengine.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. your presence thank you as we sing that song one more time let's just lift up our hands to the Lord oh happy attention uh, to what God wants to do in each of our lives this year. Uh, the theme for the year is the unlimited God. But at the same time, we had more additions to it that for each and every one of us, no matter where we are, in terms of our walk with God, there is much more. And so, uh, to just set us on that part of much more, uh, there are things that we need to also begin to pay attention to. Uh, someone said this, which I believe, he said, miracles takes the combination of the Holy Spirit and human spirit. In fact, the way he puts it is that it's a combination of the effort of Holy Ghost and human ghost. So there is need for you and I to cooperate with God if we want to see him. Um, in fact, the same person, one of the patrons of faith, actually said it, that any Christianity, any form of Christianity that puts the whole responsibility on God, God will do it, God will do that. He said that kind of Christianity in practice is an irresponsible Christianity. Uh, he said God himself said, if you are willing and then obedient, that's when you and I can heed the good of the land. That's Isaiah 1, 16. And then in Job 36, 11, he says, if they obey and serve me. So those are the caveats there. They obey and serve me. He said they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. So it takes that cooperation, 
Holy Ghost and Human Ghost to bat a miracle in our world. So we started that uh, if there is something we need to understand and the much more of God this year is our ability to be able to discern the Spirit. Ability to hear God. And then if we will do that, there is need for us to consciously pay attention to our spiritual growth. And then the spiritual growth is like what, I mean, in emphasizing it or spreading it for the last week, we said it's, there is a direct link. How we grow spiritually, just like how people grow physically. Nobody is born a grown-up man. We are born as a child, toddler. Then we began the process of evolution. That's how it happened. We had the right food. We, we pay close attention to certain hygiene uh, practices. And so we are able to be healthy. And then we are growing to physically to where we are. And then I understand that it's also very important. That's why most of the uh, things that they do around health tips is not basically when people are sick. It's they do proactive things. If you take these precautions, you will not even get uh, to get sick in the first place. I mean, things like which we don't, we are all disciplined ourselves to do it. Everybody must learn to brush their teeth. Night, at night before they go to bed. I mean, it's as simple as it. Once you finish, if you want a strong teeth, you must learn that discipline. Finish eating at whatever, you must brush your teeth. As simple as everyone also must learn to pay close attention to all the things. In fact, recently I read something about how you can keep your bed sheet more than one week. How many viruses in the process of sleeping, how many viruses just go out of our bodies? So you can't keep it. And for those of us who uh, are still finding it very difficult to close our mouth while we are sleeping, if you go to... <laughs> Jesus is Lord. But if you go look at um, our pillows, you see the evidence of that profiting. I mean, sometimes we have these white pillows over time, they're just strong brand with sweat and whatever it is. So it's very important that when it comes to spiritual growth, there are precautions. There are precautions. There are precautions. The first Sunday school song that we all learned is read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow if you want to grow if you want to grow pray every day pray every day if you want to grow so you just understand it there are things that we must just do. It must become an habit. So we, we started also last week to talk about the purpose of man. How when God created man, essentially what was at the back of his mind. We said that God craves fellowship. God and man had that fellowship. We are made to partner with him as a co-creator. And we have that privilege. We have that. I don't know if cats 
fellowship with God. Or trees fellowship with God. Maybe in response and all that. But man is given that privilege. And then God craved this fellowship. And that's why you and I, we must grow. Man lost it through Adam. Jesus restored it for us. And what God's ultimate desire still up to this morning is that we need to grow. We need to grow. When we talk about spiritual growth, a lot of the times just uh, we all we have this temptation to just allude it to those uh, who we tag as in the fivefold ministry. So we said let them grow and whatever is as a result of that growth, they should come and tell us. But hey, God expects you and I, believers, to grow to grow. And he wants us to grow into the image of his son. Because he seems to be the perfect example. He came to show us how man should live. How man should live. Man is not designed to live independent of God. He's designed to be a co-creator with God. So, um, we continue with that. Um, I think we emphasize the fact that also spiritual growth is not automatic. It's not. It's not. You can put a cherry apple close to my heart, uh, mouth. If I don't open my mouth to take it and then allow it to hit it in a one where it can become the nutrients to my body, it will not profit me. So spiritual growth is not automatic. Uh, today, what I will just uh, emphasize on is that what do, what do I need to do to grow? What do I need to do? Because, you see, when we are growing, like I said last week, business decision becomes very easy. Career path decision becomes very easy. Uh, school and the things we need to do concerning our academics becomes very easy. We are spiritually guided by God who desire and crave for fellowship. He can easily nudge our heart. Do this, don't do this. Go this way, don't do this. Do this thing this way. And then when we learn to understand how it talks to us, then we can, we, can be, uh, we can make profit out of that relationship. Which area? Where do we all need to make adjustment? Number one, walking in love. Walking in love. We need to grow because God expects us to walk in love. I just share three of them today by God's grace. God expects us. So the mark of our spiritual growth is how much you and I are walking in God's divine love. The Bible says God is love. God is love. It's not God is a love. God is love. In 1 John uh, chapter, chapter 4, 1 John 4, verses 7 and 8, the Bible is so descriptive and instructive. It said, Beloved, let us love one another. For love, in other translation, for love is the nature of God. And everyone who operates in this nature is born of God and knows God. Verse 8. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. So, to fellowship or walk with God is walking in love. And the truth is that for you and I who are believers in Christ, we are born of God. That's what the Bible just 
displayed to us. And so it means we are born of love. It means the nature that we process is the nature of love. But what do we have? There is a struggle between the natural man and the spiritual man. So the natural man has a tendency to hate. The natural man has a tendency uh, to, to hate other people, to build up bitterness and resentment towards other people. So, but because we are operating in the nature of God, and I, I so much love the scripture because he doesn't say what he doesn't mean. And God himself demonstrated this love. He said, for God so loved the world. So, it means he gave. It means walking in love will be sacrificial. It will not be pleasing to our flesh. So, love is our nature. The unnatural, the natural man wants to walk in bitterness. But we belong to the love family. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Because people say, oh, is it possible? Is it not possible? Uh, there, there is nothing in this world that is unreal. We are not talking about this world. We are talking about the higher life that God has given us. He said, now hope does not disappoint. Natural love can disappoint. Because the love of God, this one, the love of God has been poured out. Has been poured out. I mean, it just reminds me, if you have um, these water kegs that you have, if you have many of it, and there is a supply, and you know what you need, just need to do is that if you have that supply, and you know that there is a big reservoir inexhaustible somewhere, it's like the dam. The more you use the water, the more it's being replenished. It's the same thing. That's the way the, um, God's love is. The more you exercise yourself in it, the more it's being replenished. Because the Bible talks about it in Ephesians chapter 3. There are length and breadth of this love. There are height and depth. So whichever side you are exercising yourself in, it is more than enough. So as you and I exercise our serving, suddenly we lose consciousness of those natural way of responding to things. And you know, in Psalm 66 verse 18, the Bible talks about something. It said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So it's, it's just a, the Bible is so simple, really. Yeah, maybe I will just put it that way so that we can all see it. I've met people who told me that it is impossible for them to forgive someone. Said, and what is usually our excuses that we all give? You don't know what they have done. You don't know how wicked they have been. But hey, I always also balance it from God's word. If God decides to hold our sins, the Bible says no one will stand. No one. No one among us. And I found out that when we are generous with this love, we, our lives, I mean, it's opened up to God's kind of love, then we are able to grow. We're able to grow. I don't know whether it has occurred to any one of us, but hey, someone, they put nail hmm, on his hand. They have given stripes, the stripes of Jesus. When a Roman soldier beats you one stripe, your life will never remain the same. It's not, I mean, what you can horse whip, you know what horse whip is. Koboko. Okay. 
beating you, Bilala or Balala, whatever it's called in different languages. If anyone beats you with ordinary koboko, hey, and the person is skillful, I'm not saying just giving you, if they give you koboko while you are going up, it's usually in this middle. Our hands are still very small, so you can't touch it. That's how you will behave. That's koboko. So this kind of koboko that Roman soldiers use hmm, is specially prepared. The skin that's uh, out of the high skin of the, of the cow. So they skillfully craft it. So they put, assuming that it's like a wrap like that, they wrap it. They put broken bones. They put sharp object, objects in between them. So if they are, are and they are so skillful. So they do it from a distance because they don't want the splash of the blood. So when they apply it, that's the thing. The thing enters, so they drag it back. So it tours into the flesh. When the Bible says he was wounded for our transgression, that's what they did. And Romans, I mean, close to it, is 40 stripes. I think Paul, I don't know how much they gave Paul, three times, 39, three times. So your life will never, for the next few weeks, is blisters. So, if at that time, with all that they did to Jesus, the only response that he has, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they do. They know what, they knew what they were doing. They skillfully put those things. And it's not just one person. So, it's like, they are trained soldiers with motu, so they take you to give that person the strokes. Can I have an amen tonight? I've dragged you to the other side of what Jesus did on the, on the cross. In fact, some of us have watched uh, what's Passion of Christ, and we cried looking at that. But if you see the real deal, it's different. It's different. Entirely, it's different. That's just simulation. So, God's love, if God will say, while we were yet sinners, look, let's, you can read Luke 5, 8. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Not Luke, Romans 5, 8, please. Romans 5, 8. Romans 5, 5 says, hope does not disappoint, for the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And he said, God demonstrated this love, his own kind of love, towards us. In that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's the greatest sacrifice. So we are born of God. We are born of love. The nature of God is what we have. And so we are love family. And the proof that we are growing, Jesus expressed it in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Can we read together? John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. John 13, John 13, thank you for watching, someone is watching the service, so he was sent the messages to my phone, so I can feel it, thank you for watching, we talk after the service, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, he said that is the way you should also love one another, Verse 35, he said, if you do this thing, not by speaking in tongues, not by doing good works, not by good works, if you love, you will do good works.
But you see, some of the things that we do, not because Deepa was nice to me, that's why I'm nice to him, seed principle, no. He said, if I practice that kind of love in that realm, in that sacrificial realm, he said, by this, all we know, because the natural love doesn't operate that way. And those are the things that those people saw in the first uh, Christian. They said, these ones are Christian. They are Christ followers. Because this kind of the natural life, it's, it's not common. Praise God. He said, by these all we know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. So, the question is, what is the mark of our spirituality? Our big Bibles? No. Our ability to blast tongues in a higher frequency? No. Because if we are blasting tongue in a higher, at a higher frequency and we have iniquity in our heart, the Lord does not hear us. I, I found out something. I, I don't know where I was talking, I, I, but I'm going to also say it. I'm going to say it here. Because that's another area. If the devil will catch any of us, that's another area. For those of us who are married, he said, dwell with your wife, what? According to what? Knowledge. The, he didn't say answer to prayer is, is the devil. He said, by, he says, dwell with your wife according to knowledge so that your prayers. Yeah. All he wants you to do when it comes to the devil, he says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, he will flee. But when it comes to whether our prayers are answered, it's, it's a dynamic. And if there is anything the devil wants for any one of us, is that that dynamics doesn't work. Because he said, the Bible says in another place, I think Psalm 133, he said, how good and lovely when brethren can dwell together in unity. There is a flow in that unity. Can I have an amen tonight? So, what is it that we must do? Walk in love. Love is the believer hold mat. Not miracles. In fact, miracles can't happen without that atmosphere of love. If a minister or whoever God is using does not have love as the motive of their heart, whatever they are doing is just like children playing in the marketplace. So, we are a love family. It's not miracles, not prosperity, not dressing, not Christianese languages. But loving our neighbor as Jesus loves us. How many of us believe God loves you? Yeah, so if you believe that, then you and I don't have any excuse by not loving our neighbor as ourselves, at least from tonight. So it's a sacrifice. I'm not sure that it was convenient for Jesus, but he went to the cross. I'm not sure because at one place, the Bible says that while he was praying, he was sweating, sweating blood. And in another place, he prayed that, Father, let's just this moment, let it pass. I mean, I'm not in sync with you. We are Trinity. We have this plan of redemption. I volunteer to come. But this Aaron, the Bible says at that time, angels came to strengthen him, isn't it? So it means the capacity to love. When we are out of it, we need to ask God for help. We need to ask him for help. We need to ask him for help. So, love is, from Jesus love us, it's a sacrifice. We are unlovable set of people. 
We, are, we were enemies of God. We were referring to it Sunday. We were aliens to the commonwealth of Israel. Without God, without hope. But God commended his love towards us. So our motive in this kingdom is love. Is love. That's how people we know we are his disciples. When we are growing in love, we are growing into the image. And we can never match what Jesus has done for us. So that's why it's a work of perfection. We are growing into it. The love of Christ. The love of Christ. How, what is the quality of this love? 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 8. 1 Corinthians. Do you know that Jesus took a chance on us? So, when it comes to dealing with people, we have to learn to take a chance. Love isn't like a risk. What of if at that minute Jesus refused to go to the cross? Man is doomed forever. No, I don't want KJV. Eh? I actually, yeah, that's what I want. Amplify classic. Okay, let's quickly, sorry, let's quickly read TPT. I will read it very fast. Love is large. In other words, it accommodates offenses, errors. And incredibly patient. Love is gentle, consistent, kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievement nor inflate its own importance. Even, no, four to eight, brother or sister, love endures long. Love is patient and kind. Love never Love never is envious, nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself utterly. Those are natural things that we see in the world. Love is not conceited, it's not arrogant, it's not, oh, you've confused me. I said TPT first, and then we come back to uh, Amplify Classic. TPT, let him instruct us first. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Verse 6, love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter. Can I have an amen? I love that. For it never stops believing the best for others. I love that. Love never takes failure as defeat. I love that. For it never gives up. Verse 8. Love never stops loving. Can you repeat with me tonight? I love that. Love never stops loving. Can we say it one more time? Love never stops loving. Wow. So, you can't compare it with miracles, gifts, prophecy. It fades away. Uh, tongues. One day, it ceases. Love, love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. Can we quickly read Amplified Classic? Verses 4 to 8. Love endures long and is patient and is kind. Love is never envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. It does not display itself haughtily. Verse 5. It is not conceited, that is, arrogant or inflated with pride. It is not rude or mannerly. It does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on his own right 
or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Love, I mean, if you are going to keep diary, keep diaries of appointment. That's what that previous verse is saying. So that, you know, some diary, if you see it, 8 p.m. at Uncle, Uncle Kenny's house. He said this, he said that, he said this. And this was uh, Uncle Kenny's response. In other words, Uncle Kenny is taking party with him. So if two people are also involved in that. And you see, people live with that. No. Love doesn't rejoice. It doesn't take records of wrongdoing. It, it's not, it, it pays no attention. Suffer long means sometimes you allow yourself to be defrauded so that you can gain that person. Can I have an amen tonight? It's not, it's only Christianity that teaches this kind of thing. That's why when Jesus came, he said, it is said unto you, a tooth for a tooth, an eye for an eye, something like the Rikwanda, I other next translation, No, it's not revengeful. Let's read. It does not rejoice at injustice. God catch him. No, that's not love. That's not God kinds of love. It doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Verse 7. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready to believe the best of every person. It hopes are faithless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. Verse 8, love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and passed away. For tongue, they will be destroyed and ceased. For knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and superseded by truth. Let me just, that one is very clear. If I have 360, 300 degree out of 60, 360 degree, and I go home, my son doesn't inherit my degree. I say, oh, my dad was a professor of this one. So now, by reason of inheritance, I'm now a professor. No, it doesn't work. So knowledge, we, we drop. But hey, the most important thing is that the love of God is what endures from now till eternity. Praise God. Even if it's where I'm stopping tonight, I think I will, I will be happy. Jesus took a chance on you and I. He took a chance. He took a chance. We were chronic unbelievers. We were chronic sinners. We were deficient. We were deficient. None of us had it together. So that's why Titus was saying, or reminding us, 3.5, not by works, not the things we have done, not by our own righteousness. So I'm saying this so that when you need to extend that love to someone, it becomes very, uh, you, you consider, because you are also a recipient of God's love. Praise God. So if I'm the one who is at the wrong side of Ayo, Ayo should forgive me, because when we turn the table around, it may be the next person. Because, but by reason of the measure of, of love that I've received, 
I'm able to express it back to him. Praise God. So our growing up in this area is into Jesus. And I've explained how Jesus handled his own. So we love because he loved us. Can I have an amen? We love. Jesus loved his enemies. If he had one at that time. So today, if we have one, we must love. We must. We must. We must be tender-hearted. We must. We must. We forgive because we have been forgiven. Let me strike the balance. Let me strike the balance because this thing I'm about to say is not love. Is is not love if somebody is practicing it. Somebody borrowed money from another person and is not paying back. And you are saying to that person, is it just common 20,000? No, that's not love. That's not love anymore. It's not common. You don't know whether the person sacrificed to give you that 20,000 at that time. Don't commonize it. Say, ah, what did I do? Did I, did, I, did I kill Jesus? What did we do that you can't? No. The way and manner we also approach these things, it matters. Tender-hearted. 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 Let's read Ephesians 4, verses 30 to 22. Ephesians 4, verses 30 to 32. Ephesians 4. Can we read together? One, two, three, go. Grieve. Can we read the Amplified Translation, please? Amplified Classic. Let's read together. Can we do one, two, three, go? So it means by our, our action or reaction, we can actually offend, we can vex, we can make the Holy Spirit sad. So let's read, continue. Let's continue. By whom marked, branded as God's own. Can you see branding as existed before the times in the Bible? Branded. So we are God's brands, we are his ambassadors. We are branded as God's own. We are secured for the day of redemption. That is our final deliverance from all this evil of this present world. Through Christ, from evil and the consequences of sin. Verse 31. We read together. One, two, three, go. That's the end of story, end of discussion. So it means the earlier part, if I'm still operating in it in my Christian work, it means I'm not growing. That's the implication. I can speak in tongues. I know all the Christianese language. 
I can operate, I can even do miracles. But if my heart is not in this other realm, if I am not kind, if I am not helpful, and you see, these are not, these things that this one, oh, they are not gifts. So nobody can lay hands on me for me to be kind, to be loving, to be, to be compassionate, to be tender-hearted. As a believer, I need to allow the Holy Spirit in me to help me cultivate that heart. The other part, I can't be insulting people because they are created in the image and likeness of God. I can't say, Kenny, you are a fool, you are a goat, and, and, and use all those languages that the natural, that we hear as natural language. They have words and all that just because you are upset about something. No, we need to grow. You see, and if we are growing, really, the Holy Spirit will tell us when we are crossing the threshold and say, oh God, don't say that. Auntie, it's time to keep quiet. Do you understand? The righteousness of, of man, we never walk the righteousness of God. Can I have an amen to that? So it's very important is very important. Forgive means not with all the trespasses against anyone. And there is something a lot of us in the Christian door we still struggle with. People have thought that it is not possible. But I say to you under God, and because I can't imagine Jesus saying to us that one part of our sin is still not forgiven. And this is that thing that we all have struggled with. In forgiveness, there is forgetting. We all still have struggled with it. But it's great. What, what, what I've just said, forgetting is inside forgiveness. So it also means if we are not operating, it just creates a growth path for us to be attained into in Christ Jesus. I can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens me. Philippians 2.13 also say, For God is the one who is at work in us, both to will and to do. So, the willingness and the doing, we have to yield ourselves to him. If we want to stand the benefits of that. Actually, being tender-hearted has a whole lot to do with forgiveness ability to forgive. It means we are ready, whether it is you or me, we are ready to overlook the fault or shortcomings of each other. Can I have an amen tonight? So the ability to do that is how much you and I are yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit and if we are yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit, we are growing. How do you measure whether Reverend Mo is growing? Just put him against this. If you have a scale here, and then by the time we come after two or three months, put him. If he's literally going, they check his weight and they check that height. Can I have an amen? When we look at you in the spirit, can we check your weight? Can we check your height? Or you are maintaining the same height and weight since last year or two, three years ago. And if that is the case, we should be concerned. We should buy milk for you. We should buy multivitamins for you. And those are the things we all get each time we read from the word of God. 
it changes our perspective. I know we are touching soil areas. But you see, it will be good if you don't close your mind to it. Because otherwise, if you and I don't make that progress, we will come to this teaching again next year and you are still on the same spot. But God doesn't want us. I mean, any child is, that is not growing, they become a source of concern to their parents. God doesn't want us to be at that same level. There are Christian believers. I've met quite a few of them. They are very touchy. And if you trace it, it's due to trauma of the past. So the truth is that the people you are dealing with at the moment, they are not the cause for that trauma. And if there is a place where this thing, we all have challenges with, the truth also, which many people don't understand, the people who are going to hurt you the most are the closest people to you because they are the one who knows you. People don't hurt you in your office because you just have business to do based on job description. And even if they hurt you, you hide your feeling because you know that number of hours and in the little while you will not see me. So you have no... But the ones who are the closest to us, which means our parents, our spouses, our siblings. And you know where the love is striving. You know the growth that happens in family. But where it's not thriving, you know what the chaos and the conditions that it, it, it causes in family, in our families. People can be smiling at this, each other, but they despise each other very deep. But hey, the love of God. And that's the love that we are perfected in. We can grow in it. And we can measure that growth progressively. Proverbs 4.18 is a very great scripture. We use it to quote, we use it for prayer, prosperity, progress, and all that. It's at the path of the just. It's like the shining sun that shines ever brighter and brighter unto their maturing days. That's the word perfect. Maturing. Maturing. So please understand it. We love because Jesus first loved us. We loved because he loved his own enemy, so we must love. We love so we can, we, can, we can display his nature to our world. You know, have you heard this statement that you may be the only Bible somebody will read in their lifetime? They may not read the physical Bible, but they can see what goes out of us. We forgive because we have been forgiven. Eh? The Old Testament, what happened is that we forgive so that we can be forgiven by God. But in the New Testament, we forgive because we have already been forgiven. Can I have an amen tonight? So it's very important that we belong to the family of God. We have his nature in us. We have his DNA in us. We can't be the judge. We can't judge the world if we are not operating in that, in that nature. So, when we receive, let me conclude tonight. I have little time. I want us to pray. We can do the other. Um, we continue again. It's an everlasting gospel. Uh, so, we still continue to preach it till Jesus comes. Praise God. And if we go to glory, the generation after, we'll still be preaching it. Can I have an amen?
Do you know, I, I just read, I, 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 I watched a video just this week about is one of these leading, leading um, Hollywood artists. He made a statement. He said, he said, my mother, I don't know how many of you saw that video. He said, my mother, is a believe, she's a believer in the Bible. And she's been reading the Bible at least for ages. What's 10? 10 in, in, it's not century, that's not century. In decades. He said, but one thing I've discovered about her, the more, if she read a verse to me, the next time, it's the same verse, but the next time she's reading it, she's reading it with an expanded understanding of that verse. So, in other words, if we pick love is patient and kind. I've explained it tonight. If I'm truly growing, the next time I'm quoting that love is patient and kind, I will have an experiential, a deeper understanding, and then an experiential uh, experience. Experiential experience. That's a good English, Abby. Experiential experience of that verse. Can I say something to you, especially this? So after now, so that you can know. Within the next 24 hours, you will have opportunity to be offended. Just to prove this, what I preach here tonight. You will have people who will annoy you. You will have situations and circumstances. Because that's what the devil did for Jesus. And after he passed that test, Jesus passed that test, he said the devil departed. It's not that he's going to go forever. He just wants to twat the truth. He said, but the devil departed from him for a season. Praise God. Praise God. If you live in our own part of the world, uh, you will always see those elderly people. Uh, they will say something in Yoruba. Uh, don't don't give the devil the photo. Mm. They, are, they know that wherever you see the devil, it is confusion. It is chaos. It is hatred. It is bitterness. So we can give food all to the devil if care is not taken. Can I have a beautiful amen tonight? God loves us so much. And anything that will derail us, which is transgression, which we call sin, it is the nature of the devil. Natural human love, we always stick to our opinion. So it is selfish, it is self-seeking, it is consumed by high, 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 high. Whereas God's love is selfless, it is consumed with the thought of the other person. It is looking out for the interests of the others. God's love transforms. It transforms our families, our nation, our community, uh, if you see where God's love is striving, I love what one of our patriarch of faith, Papa Egin said. He said, God's love has never been to a divorce court and will never be in one. So whatever the situation and challenges are, we can sort it out from the strength and the ability that God's love provides for us. Can I have an amen? Can we stand? Let's just pray in order to... This message is brought to you by the Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.